hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. Um, as you'll notice, I am not your usual host, Andy Bell. Um, this is Ben Harshaw stepping in um, for Andy today. Um, and I'm just going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a few episodes here over, over the summer um, looking at our players um, outside of international duty, which um, given the fact that most of them are playing and, you know, lower level of England we don't get the opportunity to see them on the TV and see them week in week out so um, we're going to try and speak to podcasters journalists things like that fans of clubs that are seeing them um, on a regular basis and so we have uh, I'm delighted to introduce Derek Clark who is our first guest um, and Derek covers Bolton for Bolton FM he's a he's a commentator um, and some of you many of you may also know as I do um, the Rangers Review which Derek also uh, does podcasts and, and writes for as well and um, which we'll, we'll obviously talk about but Derek thank you very much for joining us. No thanks for having me on Ben it's uh, always good to talk about uh Rangers and, and Bolton, of course, two teams that I cover quite closely and, and the, the three lads we're going to talk about uh, very highly regarded at Bolton. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting. It's it's obviously good from our point of view as 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 a country to have three lads playing, you know, regularly together. Um, when you're a country the size of ours, any any of these small things can can be be helpful. Um, so you you obviously are able to see see them week in week out. Um, so we'll start with we'll start with Dion Charles being the first one. So Dion's had a, you know a very good season, scoring twenty four goals. Um, the last time I well I couldn't tell you when the last time I went down striker scored twenty four goals, um, and that's probably including training sessions. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so your your thoughts on Dion just to start out. Yeah, I love Dion. He's had a great season. He hit 20 goals for Bolton. He was the first player to do so since uh, 2001. So it's been a long time coming. Uh, he could have had double that amount, in all honesty, with the amount of chances that, that he passed up as well. I'm sure he'll be disappointed in himself that he never got a few more. But uh, top, top striker. He was a great buy from uh, Accrington Stanley. Uh, and he just he had, he's had goal droughts, it's fair to say. But then he, as soon as he gets one goal, more often than not, he gets a, a few more after that. And he's a confidence player. Uh, he thrives on goals like any good goal scorer does. Um, he just, uh, he's just hungry to, to get in and amongst it. Um, and the Bolton fans uh, love him. He's uh, He's been really prolific for them. Hopefully next season he can continue in that vein, and of course, Nolan Ireland, he notched his first goals as well against uh, San Marino, which was uh, great to see. And hopefully, he can then go on and score a few more for uh, his country. I know he, he takes great pride in representing Nolan Ireland, and uh, he's certainly a player that you, you really want to see do well. He's got a great infectious personality. He's, he's always a pleasure to speak to when we speak to him after games, uh, and you get a sense that he's just got that inner belief inside him that. He wants to go out there and do the business. He said himself he wants to fire Bolton to back to the Premier League. I know it's a, going to be a big ask. They just fell short last season, reaching the, the, the uh, League One playoff semi-finals. Barnsley beat them over the piece and deservedly did so. But next season is going to be a big lot of expectation, uh, a lot of expectation not only on Bolton but on Dion's shoulders to get the goals again. And I'm sure he'll he'll thrive on on that pressure. He has said before he he loves playing for such a, a demanding fan base and and all eyes being on him to deliver the goods in terms of goals. So uh, hopefully he can uh, carry that forward into next season. Mm, definitely. No, I mean, it's been a great, it's a good season. I think it's been a decent season for Bolton, you know, considering where they were. Um, obviously, they'll be disappointed to have just missed out on on the, on the getting up. But, um, you know, you've, you've, you've big teams with Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley in there in that league. Um, so, you know, they'll be hoping to build on. Do you, you obviously from talking there, you anticipate there's no, 
no chance of Dion moving on, um, you know, with them not making it to the championship? Or do you feel that League One is his level or do you feel he could go up from what you see? It's an interesting one because I think it would take a, a, a real substantial offer for the board at Bolton to consider it. I think he's very much part of the plans. He enjoys playing at Bolton. I think you'd struggle to get a team with such a passionate fan base and as big uh, as what Bolton Wanderers are at this stage uh, of his career. He's not a young pup anymore as well. He's, I think he's, what, 27, around about that that age. So mm. he's reaching that peak years uh, Listen, he what he'll want to play in the championship. There's no doubt about it. But I think you'll want to do so with Bolton Wanderers. There's a, it's going to be a long summer. There's going to be players linked with uh, moves elsewhere. But I think uh, keeping Dion Charles will be a, a priority uh, of the Bolton Wanderers board. I'm sure going into next season. But there will be teams sniffing about. I mean, he scored 20 goals as I mentioned there. So there is going to be teams wanting strikers. Uh, and Dion Charles is a, is a ready-made one at that. So uh, there may be. Uh, a few teams uh, looking to test the water uh, with regards to trying to prize him away. But uh, it'll be an interesting one. I hope he stays. He gives all the right noises that, that he wants to stay uh, and include a number of different players in that as well. The manager is another one that I think there'll be teams looking to prize him away. But but he also uh, uh, gives out the right noises that he wants to stay at the club. It's part of a, a big project that he's got there at Bolton Wanderers and Dion Charles is very much paramount to that so I hope he stays um, there's certainly not been any noises so far I know we're early into the into the summer but uh, hopefully it stays that way but listen as, as, as long as he keeps scoring goals and likewise at an international level there's going to be interest but I think that can only be a good thing because it means he's doing the business yeah absolutely yeah no I mean it's good for all parties then um, I think from our point of view it's it's important for us obviously to be having players playing at the best level that we can however the key word in there is playing you know were he to move on to a championship club and maybe find himself on the bench more it's obviously more beneficial for us that he's even if it is a league below banging the goals in and playing football every week um and i think i think that's helped him you know when he, his, his career was almost stagnating a little bit with with sort of disagreements with uh, not signing a new contract at acton and things um and he seems to have thrived under this move so you know it's good and, and also he was sort of in an, in the northern ireland squads but getting on for maybe five ten minutes yeah. whereas now under this campaign he's kind of made himself the main man um which which is good for, yeah. for club and country so big things to come from Dionna hopefully um at, you know and hopefully another 20 goals next season um on to on to the next one um you know our, our boy wonder is, as we like to call him um obviously he's no longer a Bolton player currently but you know with the season just haven't finished uh Connor Bradley um 19 years old um from what we've seen obviously on loan from Liverpool from what we've seen uh, this to me, this boy can go wherever he wants to go in the game. Um, he, he, he seems fearless. Um, even coming into the international stage, he wasn't afraid to to take the ball to be to be a big player, despite the fact he was coming in at eighteen. Um, you know, and to 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 throw himself into tackles. You know, he, he certainly he certainly didn't shirk away from anything, and 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 is really becoming a leader within Northern Ireland. I mean, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, just that, Ben, absolutely sensational young player. Everyone's gutted that he's uh, went back to Liverpool, but listen, I think he could play in that Liverpool first team. That's how good I think he is. Uh, and I think I've seen just recently today, uh, Calvin Ramsey's been loaned out to Preston North End. So that may show that, uh, that, that Connor's slightly ahead of him in, in the pecking order. Uh, if he doesn't get kept on, if he isn't getting kept on next season at Liverpool, I can see him being loaned out to a team in the Premier League. I think he's that good. Uh, I know that Wolves were sniffing about uh, in January time, but he, he just loved his time at Bolton and, and wanted to stay there. And Liverpool were really happy 
with the exposure he was getting at Bolton and the style of play that they were playing as well. So he was a breath of fresh air, uh, absolutely sensational talent. Like you say, I think he can go all the way in the game. Uh, I think the ceiling is very high uh, for him uh, and expect him to go all the way uh, to the top. Um, he cleaned up at the Player of the Year Awards uh, as well. He got named the Player of the Year, Players Player and the Young Player of the Year as well. So he scooped all, all the awards uh, recently for last season, but they were all deserved. Um, he was sensational. He's got a great motor on him. He doesn't seem to tire in any way, shape or form. It keeps going right until the, the very end. And he's got a great burst of pace, great energy for the game, great enthusiasm. Uh, and he, like Dion, should have scored probably double what he got last season. He found himself in great positions at times, threw on goal. Uh, I think he scored seven overall, but he could have had a, a double figures at least, maybe hitting on 15 goals uh, with the amount of chances mm. that he passed up as well. So uh, he's the modern day fullback and he's just got a, a mature head on, on young shoulders as well. He's got a good grounding. Uh, it was a pleasure like Dion is uh, just to speak to as well. Uh, and I wish him all the best. It'll be interesting to see if he does get an opportunity at Liverpool, I know Jurgen Klopp wants to have a look at him in pre-season. I would like to see him get that opportunity uh, at Liverpool. I think he deserves it and I think he's good enough uh, to play in that first team. Uh, if not, I would absolutely love it if he get loaned back to uh, Bolton Wanderers, but I just can't see it. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those ones. I think it was just uh, appreciate his talent and his quality while it was on show. And certainly for Northern Ireland, he's a player that... He's, he's certainly a player to get excited about because, uh, I mean, he's just uh, he's a baby in uh, his football career, but he's got a long way to go. And uh, I reckon he's going to go all the way to the top. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's really exciting, actually, to hear. You know, we, we have a tendency to get a little bit carried away uh, mm -hmm. when, when someone comes through. We don't, we don't, we, we're not... Uh, you know, turning away players, we put it that way, with with, with such talent. Um, but to hear it from someone who sees, sees them on a more regular basis um, is interesting. And we were talking on our, uh, we had a preview podcast for Denmark game there, and I, I think yeah. we either said during recording or beforehand, uh, we sort of thought that maybe the championship was the next loan for him, but it's interesting to hear that you feel like he could go into a Premier League squad at this point. Yeah, um, he, could, he could play championship. I mean, he could, but I think I think he's better than that. Uh, no disrespect to teams in the championship, but I think he could go to a Wolves or um, other teams and there even teams that are coming up uh, from the championship would love to have him. I'm sure he won't be short of offers in the summer. Um, that's how good he is. I, I don't even know if they may think about sending him abroad, but I think ideally... Uh, if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd, I'd be keeping him in and around uh, the first team. I know that Trent never had the best of seasons at times, um, but I could honestly see him just stepping into that Liverpool side and not being overawed or daunted by it. I know he's had a few fleeting appearances, cameos here and there, mm. um, but uh, listen, the exposure he's getting internationally, uh, it's not nothing phases him. He just revels, and the bigger the occasion, uh, the bigger the performance you get out of him. Yeah, and it seems like it's been a very good loan for both. For, well, for all three parties, for Liverpool, for Connor and, and for Bolton. I mean, there's not many young players that'll 19 go on loan and play 41 games. You know, yeah. uh, that usually they'll go, they'll play a few, they'll be inconsistent in and out of the team. But I mean, that does speak to the calibre of player. But but also, also you know, it's, it's it's good for Bolton to be given a chance. Um, and it's it's important for them. You know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's played, it's, he's played his part in, in, their, in their success, you know, um, lifting the trophy as well this season. Yeah.
Um, so the final the final player at Bolton um, is Owen Toll. Um, now he isn't someone that we've actually seen play for Northern Ireland. He was called up um, into the last squad there in September. Um, didn't didn't make it onto the pitch, um, and it was, was is, is injured now, so so hasn't made it into the squad here um, with through duty injury. But um, it is a promising young player from from what we've heard of. You played 140 games for Derry City in the League of Ireland before making the making the uh, journey to Bolton last last summer um, and has made and has played um, 22 times. Uh, any thoughts on him? Absolute class. Uh, he's another one. He just sort of hit the ground running. He was brought, he played a lot of games, like you say, for, for Derry City. Uh, and it took him a little while to get up to speed to League One football and just uh, the style of play that he never likes to adopt. Um, it's very expansive. Uh, you're often, your defence is exposed at times because they take risks by uh, flooding players forward. So uh, it took him a little bit of time just to get break into the side. I think it was an injury that, 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 that someone sustained. I'm not entirely sure who, but I think he came in for a Papa John's Trophy game and never looked back from then on. He was impressive and then he just seemed to be getting better and better uh, as each game passed by. Great reading of the game, great uh, burst of pace as well. Uh, not many players got the better of him at uh, the times uh, I watched him, uh, and he really was one of the unsung heroes of the season last year. Um, absolutely brilliant. Again, off the pitch, pleasure to speak to a very humble guy. Just delighted to get the opportunity to play for uh, Bolton, uh, and he was absolutely over the moon when he got his first call-up to the, the Northern Ireland squad. I know he never played, but just to be called up and get recognised, I think it was on the cards because he was playing ever so well for Bolton, uh, and he thoroughly deserved it. Um, as unfortunate, of course, like you say, that, that injury he picked up, but um, I'm sure he'll, he'll come back uh, stronger, and I'm really excited to see him next season. It was really unfortunate, actually. The Papa John's Trophy final game against Plymouth, uh, Bolton uh, demolished Plymouth 4-0, and then right at the, the tail end of the game, Sam Cosgrove with an absolutely uh, coward's challenge, a real unacceptable uh, challenge on him, uh, put him out the game. For Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it was it was atrocious. It was a straight red, but he escaped uh, uh, without getting sent off. It was a, an absolute joke of a challenge, um, and that uh, ruled him out for a, a good few weeks, which was uh, bitterly disappointing. But he came back uh, just at the tail end of the, the, the season, just in time for the playoffs, and it looked like he never missed any game whatsoever. He, he was that good. So um, he's been a, a right good find. I know they've got uh, Owen Doyle over there doing a bit of scouting work, uh, and he's certainly found an absolute gem uh, in Owen Toll. He's one, wouldn't be surprised if there's a few clubs sniffing about him uh, this summer and, and perhaps uh, putting in a an offer or two because um, I think uh, absolutely brilliant uh, first uh, season at the club and uh, he'll be uh, pivotal next season I think um, he's, he's a big big player for Bolton and uh, certainly one I'm sure the, well, the fans never knew much about before he arrived but they certainly know all about him now he's got his own song and all that and uh, he's just a he's, he's he's a great player popped up with a few important goals as well so uh, I think he's one that the, the Northern Ireland fans certainly should be excited about coming through uh, like you say he's still a, a relatively young man as well played a lot of games for Derry before he came to uh, Bolton Wanderers uh, uh, too so he's certainly someone that'll be on the, the manager's mind and, and I can see him making his uh, proper debut soon that's that's encouraging um yes but you know we didn't know an awful lot about him um you know we've a tendency to at any young player let's encourage them let's try and get them called up if they're at a certain level um but it, it's good to hear that he's that he's thought off so highly and um so you, you you would would you view him with a chance to be a regular starter next season or pushing for that anyway 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bolton like to play a back three, so it's usually uh, their defence is pretty pretty solid, to be honest. Ricardo Santos, the captain, he's the main man at the heart of it. And they've got George Johnston, who's a, a great player on the left-hand side. And uh, Toll and uh, Gethin Jones uh, basically find out on, on the right, although he, can't, he has played on the left as well. Um, but I think he'll be one of the one of the first names in the team sheet next season. As long as he steers clears of uh, injury, uh, then uh, he was going to play a fair amount of games next season. Uh, as I mentioned, Touchwood he just uh, as uh, he's fit and healthy and he can he can do so. But uh, yeah, he's a top top player and uh, he'll be big for Bolton next season. As I mentioned, the expectation levels just increase up a notch after reaching the playoffs last season. So a lot of fans will be expecting automatic promotion next year. So. Uh, it's whether the players can can handle that that pressure, and I'm sure, uh, as I mentioned, that the mentality of Owen Toll is a, a very level-headed guy, uh, but he's such a, a fierce competitor. He doesn't give uh, the attacker an inch. Really, very seldom comes off second best. Wins loads uh, in the air in terms of uh, aerial balls that are are thrown in there, um, and he's got a good. Uh, physical strength, uh, physical attributes about him. So, um, yeah, he's a top, top player and hopefully Bolton can can have him for a good uh, few seasons yet. Fantastic. So, really, what you're saying is who needs Ivan Campo when you've got a one total, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that insight on the Bolton players. So, just turning away now from Bolton, um, obviously, we can hear hear by your accent for those that don't know that you're you're not a Bolton native. Um, mm-hmm. Your your other love or your your true love is is Rangers. Um, and so, just just turning to Northern Ireland, the Northern Ireland players at Rangers, um, the obvious one, um, you know, is is the Ulster Perlo as we call him, um, Steve Davis. Um, obviously, having had that horrific injury, um, came a came at a. You know, he, he's been lucky really throughout his career with you know without having a, a serious injury like that. But you know, to come to come really and what could have been his last his swan song um, at Rangers is, is, is so disappointing. Um, do you see? I know I know that obviously he wasn't in the five that were released by Rangers there at the end of the season, um, given that they're helping him with his rehabilitation and stuff. Do do you see any possibility of 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 him remaining at Rangers, or do you think his time is up? Uh, I would never say never. I think it was interesting that he wasn't part of the five, and it was perhaps a nice touch by the club to uh, allow him to continue that rehabilitation and see where his body's at uh, after that. Uh, it was a, a bitter blow. I mean, that's he's at the stage of his career. It's the twilight now, isn't it, where he's counting down the, the games and the days until he hangs up the boots. But uh, knowing him, he, he wanted to play until he can't physically play anymore so uh, I really hope for, for his own health and his, uh, that he gets back to some sort of match fitness uh, or, or an ability to, to, to play at some level um, whether that's at Rangers I'm not entirely sure uh, there has been talk about potentially an academy job there for him coaching the young players which I think would be absolutely fantastic um, if you're getting taught off Stephen Davis there's no one better really uh, he's an absolute stalwart legend of the game so whether he's got uh, I'm not entirely sure if it will feature at all uh, for Rangers next season. I know that, that, that they're bringing in a number of players in the summertime. Stephen Davis, what, 39 years of age now, is he hitting on 39? So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's fighting against uh, against time, unfortunately. But I think there's certainly a role for them there. Uh, now, if he gets back to fitness as well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of teams uh, in Scotland or even elsewhere that are interested in bringing him in in a, a player capacity as well, because I'm sure he can still do it. It never leaves you. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just bitterly disappointing because I'm sure uh, he would have played it at some point uh, for that second half of the season uh, at Rangers. So it was a, 
a real cruel blow for him that, that he suffered that injury. And I just hope he just gets back to even just to say a farewell to the, the supporters um, more than anything else because he's he deserves that yeah. service. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I I I feel that you know he was actually underused towards the end of Giovanni van Bronckhorst's time, um, and, and really could could have added something. I'm not saying starting every week or playing ninety minutes every week, but for me. I think when Michael Beale came in the Rangers in, in November and Stephen was playing, you know, was was around was around the team more. It, it showed um, that he still could have had a role to play. I, I think his game isn't about getting around the pitch. I still I still look at that Rangers squad at this minute in time. I don't think there's don't think there's anybody that has a football and brain that can pick a pass like Steve mm-hmm. Davis there. Um, so I feel like he has something to offer somewhere. Um, I doubt, doubt that it'll be Rangers. Um, I've seen he's linked with with St. Mary, with Stephen yeah. Robinson being from here there as, as a coach as well as a player. Um, and I think I think he'd be an asset to wherever he goes um, yeah. in terms of, you know, is there anyone better to learn off in terms of your your football, but also how he is how he has conducted himself and how he has lived his lived his life the whole way. You never hear a thing about him, but but exemplary professional. Yeah. Um. So you know, Stephen Stephen, I can't speak highly enough about um completely biased, but there you go. Um. Then another one that I wanted, wanted to touch on um is no longer at Rangers. Um. Charlie McCann. Now. I was surprised actually at Charlie McCann moving on from Rangers there in January. Um, not that again, not that I think he was the answer or was going to be a starter week in, week out. However, in the limited times that we had seen him, I, I felt like he actually showed, showed enough to show that he has the ability there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I watched him. I was down at the preseason friendly at Blackpool and he came on and scored a, a good goal. Uh, and we spoke to him. I think they had a training day at Ibrooks, I think a week later, and I went up and we spoke to him. And he was uh, determined to break into the first team. He was, uh, he's, he's not short of confidence. Well, it's certainly at that point. Uh, and he, was, uh, he believed in his own ability that he would get an opportunity. So when that never materialised uh, under Van Bronckhorst, uh, initially you're thinking he's, going to, he's, he's, he's too good to be playing B-team football, um, yet he can't break into that first team. So you can't uh, deny him the for looking elsewhere to try and get game time. I don't think, he, well, he hasn't got the, the game time he would have liked it for his screen. I think part of that is down to the, the manager change as soon as he got there. I know that they, they changed manager. Uh, Ian Butchnell was uh, sacked and they brought in uh, Big Dunk and he's not really fancied him. Um, so it tells you if, if he's not getting an opportunity, uh, a team that get relegated from League One, then what is the future for mm. young Charlie? I think he's got plenty of talent, but... Where, where he goes from here, it's an interesting one. He's obviously not fancy, as, as I mentioned. So whether it's at Forest Green or somewhere else, I'd like to see him go out somewhere and just get game time because I think that's what he needs. He's at an age now where he's, he's too good to be just uh, wasting away on, on, on the bench. So he can get a team in League 2, no bother, I think, uh, and then maybe just uh, try and build his career back up that way. Uh, but it was disappointing to see him go. I've got to say, I know he wasn't getting a look and it was probably best for both parties that he departed, but... He's one that, that may look back and say, I should have been given an opportunity because at the time, Rangers, uh, the tail end of Van Bronckhorst's tenure were uh, absolutely rotten, weren't they? In terms of the midfield, there was yeah. no creativity in there or, or anything like that. So uh, he deserved to feel maybe a, a few gripes at not getting an opportunity. So, yeah, I, I keep a close eye and see how, how he's getting on. So I was slightly surprised he wasn't getting a look in uh, down there at Forest Green, but hopefully he can kick on next year. Okay, no, that's great. Thank you. Um, well, Thank you very much for 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 that and for you know keep keeping us up to date on those players and things. Um, so just before before we go here, um, 
obviously there are quite a quite a few uh, Rangers supporters in Northern Ireland. So do you want to give a shout out to what you do at the Rangers Review? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, so if yeah, we do, uh, it's basically a website, uh, RangersReview.co.uk, where we just uh, write solely uh, about the club. We like to go in detail in terms of uh, each game that they play. Lots of tactical analysis on there, scouting reports, uh, opinion pieces, and. Uh, big interviews uh, as well, but we also have a, a YouTube channel where we do a, a daily show every morning around about half past nine, uh, just talking about all things uh, Rangers Monday to Friday. Uh, I've also launched a, a member scheme on the YouTube as well. We, we, we um, published uh, additional videos uh, during the week, so you can check us out uh, on there. Uh, it's just a whole lot of fun talking about Rangers uh, every day. And even now, um, even though there's no football to discuss, there's still plenty to talk about. I know we're in the, the transfer Silly season, as they like to call it. Lots of moves afoot in terms of bringing players in. So uh, exciting times ahead. So yeah, if, you, if you've not heard about it, then go and check us out either uh, online or on YouTube. Um, let's say that the, the morning show is uh, totally free uh, of charge. It's a bit of a, a fans Q&A show, so you can tune in uh, and put your views across. So yeah, it's a whole lot of fun to do. And then you saw he's also come out on the podcast platforms as well because that's where I get you. It's actually on yeah, Apple Podcasts. So. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so uh, the YouTube show actually yeah it gets downloaded as a, an audio form, so you can get it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts as well. So there is a whole load of people actually that download it uh, on the the audio form. Uh, so it really is uh, quite humbling. People from all over the planet uh, tune in and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, but it's great. You're talking about Rangers every day. So there's certainly worse jobs out there. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, yes, so to our listeners, we'll uh, we'll be back obviously with our previews um, on our match reviews here for these these qualifiers. Um, and I believe we will be back after the Denmark game um, with a review and then a uh, Kazakhstan preview. So thank you very much for listening.